2: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey.
0: And I'm Robert Diamond, And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? I'm incredibly excited. Why are you excited, Rob? Well, it feels like night at the museum because we have just come to the Royal Academy. yes. And it's night time, and all the public have just left.
2: Yes. Do you know what? I was walking into the RA while the public were leaving, and it's just turned like dark. We're into November, and there's Anthony Gormley, baby, that everyone's taking pictures of before they leave. And I suddenly looked up at this building and thought, I flipping love the RA. It's magical. And the history that's been on here, and the artists that have come through here, and are currently training here, and the shows that have been here, it's historical and special, and it's ours.
0: You can almost feel the ghosts walking through the corridors. It's like like icons of art. Yes, I love ghost icons. And today, we are going to walk through an exhibition.
2: Yeah, how lucky are we? So all the, all, the, all the people have left. This is like the hot show at the minute. It just literally opened, how long ago did it open? Last week. Last week, there we go. And we're here now to walk around with uh, an incredibly special, he's a mate of mine, mate of ours, mate of talk art. Uh, an incredibly special person who's going to give us the best insight into this artist's and our life. our
0: guest today is an incredible artist yeah. and he's, he also studied with a friend of ours and yeah. um, I love his own artwork and actually I was saying to him just before we came in that this whole part of his life, because he spent 20 years working with the artist we're walking through the exhibition of, but I've never actually discussed with him before because I've always been interested in his own art Mm. and also his beautiful photographs Mm. and um, in in him. But I'm so excited because I came to see the show yesterday for a bit of um, research. Research. And no, I'm not exaggerating now when I say this is one of the greatest shows I've ever been to. Oh, my God, Rob. And because I love self-portraiture anyway. Yeah. But this artist... Of yourself. (laughs) He is just incredible. I mean... The way these paintings are made, these drawings, everything. Yeah. It's one of the best shows I've it's ever seen. historical. And our guest figure. today curated this show. Yes. This show. So we would like to welcome to Talk Art... David Dawson.
3: <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi How are you doing, David? David? I'm okay. So we're here, here. here
2: for the Lucian Freud, the self-portrait show. Yeah. Which you curated. Yeah. And you... Long time in the making. Long time in the making. So let's just tell everyone your role in Lucian Freud's life, you came into Lucian's life?
3: Around 1990. i just graduated from the Royal College in mm-hmm. the painting school. And um, I was asked if I wanted to do, have a part-time job with an art dealer three mornings a week. And it was James Kirkman who was Lucian's dealer. So, that's, so I was the sort of the lad that would go and buy the paint and the canvases. And so I met Lucian and we got on immediately. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be living in Notting Hill, his studio and where he lived was in Holland Park. Mm-hmm. And he f- he'd phoned me from that day on, and um, it just grew to twenty years later.
2: So, what was that first meeting like? Did you? Um,
3: phenomenal you, for me. I well, mean, in what way? In that he li- he was so his studio and his apartment were on the fifth floor of one of those big um, Georgian townhouses. Ge- yeah, yeah, in Holland Park. So you He climb- had the whole house. Though, didn't no, no, he? no. He just had the uh, this was he just had the top flat. Oh, I see. So you you, you know you're climbing, you're running up the stairs, and he appears at the top, <laughs> and he's just this very bright for me, very friendly, um, very warm character, yeah. piercing blue eyes. Yeah. Um, and it was two or three visits after that that he finally took me into the studio.
2: And was he working, like, literally well, painting when you met him?
3: Yeah, yeah, but he'd always, in the, his apartment, in the flat, he'd have every door closed. He never, every door, you went in and out, he'd close the door behind you. Was so that the a studio, or just... No, it was just, a, it was just his little thing and so the studio the studio always had the door closed
0: yeah because when you were his, his assistant you wouldn't sit in there with, with th- the um, person he was painting It would just no, be them, wouldn't no yeah it? exactly
3: so uh, so the third visit he said I'd come into the studio so did you think he so was he looking op- for an assistant I don't know he just liked me oh, I don't know what it was no. he just it, it clicked. clicked anyway when he did open the door into the studio the, the thing I saw was a big painting on the easel it was of Lee Bowery <sighs> that naked na- wow. yeah, man yeah the
2: standing one
3: and so that was the first painting I saw, and it just blew me away. It was the most remarkable piece of art that was being made that had ever come across. I mean, it really physically hit me in the stomach. You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. staggeringly good.
2: So you obviously met Lee Bowery, yeah, 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 yeah. Really well, I knew
3: Lee anyway because I used to go out to all the clubs. I used to be at Taboo and stuff. Oh, of course. So really? I knew Lee as a, when he was like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't know Lee in the day, yeah. his day life. And so he looked like a Benny Hill character. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because
2: he had like really shaved hair. <laughs> well,
3: then he'd put a, f- a funny wig on at a jaunty angle, and wear a gay d- drag, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a funny and a sort of gabardine overcoat. He but did, he lost
2: he... all of that for the sittings, didn't he? He kind of like stripped himself. Yeah, away. yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was his
3: idea to be naked. Not.
2: Right. He wanted to be naked. Yeah,
3: yeah. It came about. Lisa was. Well, at least he met him through Kerithwyn Evans. Yes. And then um, he. Who's an artist? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Leeson went to the kitchen to take a phone to use the phone, and Lee was in the studio when he came back into the studio. Lee had stripped off, so it was lee 's idea. he obviously oh. had the idea to be completely naked, so Leeson just picked up a Pain piece of chart and, and started, got on but with obviously it and that 's how things would work, with Leeson, in a sense he didn 't really want to direct he wanted the, the Sitter person, to the, feel comfortable well, to be them themselves wow. so it,
2: but Lee must have been aware that. Lucian's style was painting a lot of nudes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Lee had worked it out for himself, hadn't he? He knew. And he knew what he wanted and how he wanted to be Portrayed. Yeah. Obviously it, was, it was amazing I mean, yeah,
2: he, he was quite, from the paintings, quite well endowed, so I'm sure yeah, yeah. he wasn't shy to get naked. No, no, he loved getting his dick out. <laughs>
3: but also, he'd, he'd used chance? his body, he'd used yeah. his
0: body like as, as a at material, source, yeah. in a way. Yeah. So he must have loved what Lucian was doing oh, and wanted completely. to be yeah. remembered, because he must have also realised, even though at that point, I don't think Lucian's prices were the millions that they then went no, on to no. be. They, that sort of happened a bit yeah. later, didn't it? Yeah. But he must have recognised that Lucian was this incredible force yeah. in, in art. Yeah. And yeah, would, yeah. would outlive all of us. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when we were all long gone, that's what I feel about this show. How aware were you
3: will be
2: of Lucien's work before you started working with him? I was very aware of it, yeah. but
3: I wasn't. I was sort of looking more at New York artists at the time. Right. But when I, you know, so I wasn't in a sense, you know, really wanting to sort of paint like Lucien, yeah. which Who helped was me.
2: At, like Clifford Steele and. No, no, what? no, it
3: was more, you know, this was mid to late 80s, so okay. what Royce was hot, or... and Julian Schnabel and yeah. Eric Fischel and David yeah. Saleh, I mean, that was the sort of buzz in New York. Yeah. So I was sort of planning on going, heading that way. But seriously, when I walked into the studio, it was the most powerful moment of, like, all the hairs stand on your really yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, this is what art that... is. It's really serious, and it's got nothing to do with anything... But, you know, it's got nothing to do with markets and it's got nothing to do with hype. It's got nothing to do with building a reputation. It's just really good painting. And it's very, very, um, well, just very serious. And it's, it's a sense of purpose in it, which really I felt very emotionally you felt at, palpable yeah like yeah, yeah yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. Story,
2: the story that he was telling you wanted yeah. to listen to and be part yeah be a part of yeah be part i mean behind you talking about that feeling when you met him i you now live in the house yeah, yeah. that lucian left you yeah, you yeah bequeathed to you and you have kept his studio space yeah. intact like a shrine kind of you well do i don't it. want
3: it to be a shrine i do use it but right. uh, but it's not my main studio i kept my old house and that is my main studio right but I, I work in the in Leeson's studio, but I am aware it was his studio. Yeah, so there's yeah. a certain amount
2: certain, of I, when I walked into that studio and yeah, yeah. we went to your house, yeah, yeah. I had the feeling of this is crazy, this is history, literally. you talking about ghosts of the RA. That was literally like there is still his pen marks on the wall where he made notes and scribbled things yeah. down. There's still where he tested the paint. That you can see
3: no, it. But it's a working still. yeah, it's a working room. But it Leeson wouldn't want it to become you, you know, see it, it's the paintings that I, that, I remember that, you saying you that because to...
0: I, I went around your house on my own and yeah. you showed me the studio and I remember you saying something like the reason why you hadn't opened it up as a museum to the public yeah, was because the... he was so private yeah, yeah. and you of all people having spent 20 years yeah, every yeah, single yeah. day of the week because Lucian, for the people listening who don't know this Lucian painted Monday to Sunday so there was no time he wasn't painting yeah. and incredibly punctual started in the morning did day paintings and then at night time did night paintings under electric light um, and there's this complete dedication where he literally dedicated his life to painting. Yeah. Yeah. And that that must have meant that therefore the people around him, you were very close, intimate, close-knit yeah, yeah. kind of circle, yeah, and yeah. it was very private.
3: Exactly. And privacy was a sort of, he regarded as a quality of life, and it's important. And it, I think it gives you, a, if you're an artist, and especially Leeson, who's the way he worked, you needed that space to um, some, have, have your freedom yeah. to be able to paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to have an inner life in you, really, to be able to do that sort of that amount of work. So you need to protect yourself. Yeah. So So for you,
2: was it? So you worked with him for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And you quickly fell into the role of being, like, studio assistant, assistant to the artist, and then studio manager.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, they're not. Yeah. The the names sound a bit false in a way, but yeah, I was just around every day, and I'd make sure that. I worked. I could work it out very, very early on that l- this was Lucian. Lucian was 69 when I met him, and he. I could see that he was really going to go for it in the next. You know this. You know the the jump in scale of the paintings. Right. He really wanted to push it to the next level, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I know how I can make your life easier. I can organize everything, and you just get on and paint. And that's what the dynamic of it was between us.
2: What was that like for you, though, making that decision to sort of? commit yourself to I thought he was
3: worth it I really thought the work he was doing was of such high quality that it was a very special moment and I really thought I mean I continued painting throughout being with Lucy, just I put him first Which, as for a contemporary artist, is is the wrong way round. But I thought he was worth it, and I was learning from him.
0: I've been thinking a lot about it, and I know your work in a way better than I knew Lucian's because for some reason I never really looked at Bacon or Lucian that much until recently. Like I've I've recently got really interested in them, Mm. and um, I know your work really well. And I was thinking about. I heard that you used to paint at night time, and a lot of the subject matter in your work, in your own work, is like from the house, and it might be out of a window where you know look look down the street. So yeah. kind of suburban, but yeah. also Welsh landscapes yeah. and clouds and, and things like that. But yeah. I, I suddenly realised why someone would want to be that close to someone like Lucian Freud having seen this show. Yeah. Because his, the way he used colour and paint yeah. and texture, and you must learn so much. And you're not going to learn that from anybody else like on no. this level because there was no one else like him. I mean, no. it's such a unique way he painted. Can you feel him in your work?
3: Uh, no, because you have to find your own voice and your own language. Mm. But he's he's around. He's around. Because because I don't. You know, decoration
2: you do doesn't appear in your work.
3: No, but it's the attitude or right. how you approach the work is yeah. what I learned more than anything. And the sort of discipline of work and the commitment into into being honest to yourself and honest to your feelings. These are the things I get from him, not how things look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
0: So in this exhibition that you've yeah. curated here, we're currently in the first room. Was this yeah. your idea, by the way? Yes.
3: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So this came about, this exhibition, because so the last 10 years, decade of Lucien's life, we were having, he was having museum shows all around the world every other year. And I was saying, God, one day, Lucien, I really want to do your self-portrait show. I think it'd be a really tight, small-ish exhibition. He's like, OK, yeah, that sounds all right, but you do it when I'm not around. And, ah. and it would make sense for Lucien it, this wouldn't really work f- for Lucien if he was alive because of his sh- like re- like reclusive quality yeah, yeah. is too much like it's all about him, and it would be the wrong message in a sense because it's not it is all about him, but it's you know it's seven decades of work here it's yeah, better it to see be. it now that the art is what we that matters. Yeah. Lucien didn't want to have a personality that was at the front he wanted his paintings yeah. he wanted to be anonymous yeah. and the paintings carry the life which is what's happening now. and
0: there's a word that i kept thinking of yesterday which gets so overused now but these these works are so intense and they have such a precision and intensity Mm. and focus like his own life you know he dedicated himself daily to painting Mm. and he sort of you know surrendered his own life in many ways to you know to have the ability to become the greatest he painter he could. He was craft. Well, kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but I, I love these early portraits. So They're from 1940, re- there yeah. are Incom paperworks right at the start of the show. Yeah. And A, you get this complete youthful kind of energy of a young man. He was incredibly... I think he had quite a beautiful face and a great face for yeah. painting. Yeah. It's not necessarily a traditional, you know, not like a model's face, yeah. but he had such great quirks in his face. And yeah. I think from the minute he starts to draw, you yeah. can see... Just what an amazing! But, artist they're, but is. they're
3: also, in a sense, se- self-taught. His drawings, right. academia was played no part in his life at all, and so he, he he found his way of drawing and then on to painting from within himself. He wouldn't, he couldn't, or wouldn't feel anybody could give him, teach him how to do that. He did go to Cedric Morris's school. Um, in Suffolk, and Cedric Morris really did um, insist on the sort of individuality of things. Well, Leeson really did take hold of that. Mm. Well, say,
2: who was Cedric Morris? Is that Cedric Morris knowing? was a
3: no, but it was a school, a very progressive art school in the forties. Right. Um, Cedric Morris was a Welsh painter, a rather good painter, um, but he's um, yeah, he just it was just an independent school that.
2: Right, yeah. but high quality. Like well, the it, was, it was. There was.
3: No, I mean, I don't. I mean, I think that's why Leeson liked it. I mean, it was right. probably, quirk. I mean, it wasn't. You know, he didn't like Goldsmiths or Central St yeah, Martins because yeah. of the sort of pomposity yes. of the teachers, and the, he thought they were all a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he, he, something with Cedric Morris's school where it was about the personality and individuality of someone, mm. comes sh- shines through, and that's what. And actually, I think even
0: in these early works, you really feel the idea of psychology and this kind of self-analysis. And, like, and also um, touch... Which his blood, isn't it, Sigmund? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Psychoanalysis, yeah, true, yeah. Actually, yeah. But also, like, the idea of touch and sense to psychology somehow. So in this work here, Man with a Feather, yeah. the idea of that feather, you know, you can think about dropping the feather and it falling down in the wind or, or yeah. how it might touch on your skin if you were going to touch, you know, with the feather. Mm. I just find that work so captivating.
3: And also, his very early work, you know, surrealism was very much part of, the, of, of what was happening in the art Movements of the time, yeah. um, which like he yeah yeah, but yeah. he very much this rejected. This is very Magritte, isn't it? Yeah, yes. um, you know the the feather comes from you know, Lorna Wishart, which was his first serious girlfriend. Gave him the white feather. Wow. Um, he th- we some people interpret these as icebergs because he's just been when he was he went on the, to the merchant navy and went over to nova scotia and he painted this when he got back and he was raving he was r- raging on about how amazing the icebergs were these possibly could be icebergs wow. amazing um, but it is rather exciting that you know surrealism does come the idea of what surrealism is it's about the subconscious and the unconscious which is exactly what sigmund Boy, freud yeah. you know put into words and his ideas pra- was his articulated yeah so surrealism came out of his grandfather um, wow. But Lucian rejected Surrealism for feeling that doctrines and rules were to be broken. He did not, any rule, and he wanted to go the, run, go the opposite way. He was a rule-breaker. Yeah. He was a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he, from very early on, decided that he, he would get all his information only from looking. And to learn how to look and not have... Um, Yes, make the art, f- n- not from preconceived ideas, but w- trust your eyes and trust your feeling. Yeah. Um, and you can see, like, this is an early drawing, this 48. This Startled
2: Man, self-portrait, I mean, it's an 48. extraordinary... How, how old would he have been at this point? Uh,
3: 24. Right. 25. Extraordinary drawing.
0: That was one of the works yesterday I when mean, I walked in here. I was just totally s- struck by And there's something about that energy and the youthfulness of it. I so know, it's just... Incredible. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, you can see already that he his commitment into believing in the work, mm. it really does well, the, stand the, out. The, the,
2: the way the hair is forming, the way the hair yeah. folds is very similar to his paint technique which he carried on through.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So and from the these ice. early days on, you know, where he committed to, right, I'm only going to get my information from drawing, from looking. And it's th- it's from looking that you break down all your preconceived ideas yeah. and you trust your eyes and you trust your emotion as to how you you edit that um and it stayed with him then for the, yeah. you know throughout the whole of his
2: and you've kept that yourself as an artist with your landscapes because y- you like yeah, to yeah. be in plein air outside, yeah yeah i do yeah like yeah i react yeah and, and react
3: and respond to it um that's just what it's the spark that gets you going yeah. for me
2: do you ever work from photographs?
3: No, it's the wrong information. And Leeson could never work from photographs. Well, so, I thought he said he could once, but only well, once he had a sitter there for a long time. Yeah, but then he wouldn't really... I mean, there's really? one or two little paintings that he did from a photograph, but r- not really. Whereas, I mean, that, but that's beside the point. You know, someone like Francis Bacon, who only worked from photographs, Um, Jenny Saville only works from photographs Mm. Um, it's it's beside the point how you get how you reach the finished painting
0: and you grew up in Wales didn't you and so some of the paintings I've loved most are of Wales of like landscapes because my mum is Welsh and my dad was Welsh so I have a real I don't know it reminds me of growing up and visiting Wales um, and going to like Abergavenny or going to um, Temby and uh, yeah Swansea and different places and seeing the landscapes there and even the Gower which I love so what do you, do you often go there still? And, and yeah, paint? I do.
3: I go back up there. It's my. I. I thought th- the core of my work was going to be about where I come from, and those teenage years I think are your formative years for mm-hmm. everyone. And my patch was this part of rural Wales in mid Wales, very remote part of the world. But it's my. That's where I come from, and there's a sense of connection that I feel with the place. Well, it's a very one-sided. <laughs> um, is a relationship because nature is completely indifferent to anything of like that. <laughs> but we have emotional attachments to it. Definitely. I have an emotional attachment to that patch of land that I know very, very, very well, and that's for me the very start and the the core of all my work. It mm. comes from that from that point. Um, I've got but, a technical
2: question then. So yeah. everything here is more or less private collection. Yeah. So how complicated or easy is it to get? Collectors or museums to loan these works.
3: Um, it's some are easy, some are difficult, and some are nigh impossible. But on the whole, we've done a pretty good job and got pretty much
2: people refuse uh,
3: one or two. But really? Yeah, yeah. But I don't even think about those because they're not here, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's you know if some it's private property. If somebody doesn't want to lend, it, you, there's nothing you can do about it. I Disappointing. Certain
0: but. works aren't allowed to be photographed either. No. Um, and is that mainly because they're drawings on paper, or is and it partly and it's partly
3: because the that is requested by the owner. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't help to have drawings, especially no. Of course. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Um, but this, I mean, what Lucy was very, very good at, and these are, so these are still in the very early part of his life, is using a narrative, making drawings from a narrative. So they you know, this is Actian, so from Dan and Actian. They're, these are all um, graphic, in a sense they're graphic drawings for a book illustration. Okay. What but he, he was bu-
2: commissioned for.
3: Oh, yes, okay. yeah. So, but he put himself in, so he put his self-portrait into the narrative, so he used himself. So it's a different way of using this, the idea of the self-portrait. It's a selfie. Um, yeah,
2: it's the original selfie. Um, I mean, that's a, isn't that amazing? Yeah, I like that ear poking out under yeah. the antlers. That self-portrait. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> Can
0: Act- you see yourself in there? The right? Acteon? Acteon, yeah, Diana. Right? You know, that's the, cr-
3: the most one of the great paintings that Titian did that's at the National Gallery, Diana and um, Acteon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that Lucien's very much publicly supported for the nation to buy. Yes. You know, we share it between Edinburgh and, and London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow.
0: Which I weirdly think happened at a kind of time when we were first we had a conversation. Yeah, the Titchinson. Yeah, the yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, was involved in that, wasn't exactly, she? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. talking about Tracey I Emin, mean, who is all of our mutual friend. Yeah, you yeah. were at art college. With yeah, we were Tracy put Emin.
3: together at the Royal College in what? the same studio.
2: What was that like? Did you just like click straight away, like you yeah, and Lucy? It, and so yeah, we
3: did actually. Yeah, we. and we still do today. Do you? Yeah. the The one thing I can say about Tracy is that, I. I recognize in Tracy is her sense of honesty and truth telling. I recognize it because Lucian, in his way, was completely about a, a, an attitude to truth telling and an honesty. Mm-hmm. And he cut all the crap away and mm-hmm. get to the. And that's what I recognize in Tracy. Two and very different artists. And did you, you feel
2: that at the time when you were studying together? Did you think that, like,
3: raw? Yeah, well, you see, I knew Tracy before I met Lucian. So oh, I'm no, oh, you know, it's, it's a longer and did friendship. And meet through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah Lucien li- Lucie liked her. Lucy thought. Lucy said, "Oh, she's got really good manners," which, coming from Lucien, means a, a much different thing than a younger generation. It means she, you know. Class. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with that. It's more that she held herself. She, she was contained. Right. So you
2: started working. What year did you actually start working with Lucy? I think
3: Lucie? 90, 91. I think
2: what year did Lucian... I don't know, I don't look at
3: my dates, but
2: yeah, yes. What year did Lucian buy you, Eli, the Whippet?
3: Hmm, that's a good question. 2000. 2000. And did you know, but like... For Christmas. So buy a dog for Christmas. Yes,
2: dog is not just for Christmas, but for life. But yeah, you, you had only had buy Eli a dog at Christmas if it goes collect, to a loving home. I he got, must have known <laughs> you would be a loving I home. I collected him
3: Christmas Eve, genius. <laughs> did you? Oh, yeah. Where from? Dorset.
2: So Eli has appeared in... How many, so you've sat for Lucian nine times, is that correct? Eighteen, yeah. We
3: were discussing it just before. I can't remember. My, my sums are hopeless. Yeah, I think well, there are the seven media, paintings. some people say
0: seven. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he sometimes says six or seven or eight. So I was like, what's the eighth? Because I've seen seven paintings. And no. actually, the eighth is an, an etching. An etching. Ah, which he sat for
2: yeah. separately. So and eight so, times. But Eli, the whippet, has appeared in most of your...
3: There's cities. three or four. Uh, and then there's Pluto, Eli's oh. great aunt, another whippet.
2: And, and Lucian had hawks as well. So there's a lot of animals yeah. in his work. So he, when he was younger, he had two hawks that yeah, yeah. they used to take out and about with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But that, you, you realise then, in the 50s and 60s, you just go, everyone had animals. I mean, you go to pet shops, you buy whatever you wanted. You go to Harrods and buy a lion.
0: I know, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> wow. So there's this,
3: the, the pet shop oh. is still open. It's in Camden, on Camden High Street. That's the pet store. Where Still you bought the whippets from? No, 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 where the, oh, hawks, the hawks and the oh, wow. buzzards and whatever else he had.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's,
3: it's only recently that everybody has changed their... Well, it's concept. puppy farming and stuff,
2: isn't it? It's yeah. all like the fearful of where your animals come from. And, and actually,
0: around that time when you got the dog yeah. um, is when you started photographing Lucian as well, no? Because I think you'd been working yeah. together about nine years before yeah. you started taking pictures I took a photograph
3: of, of Lucian with David, with David Hockney. Hockney, yeah. And as I pressed, because this was film, days of film, I pressed the shutter and Leeson walked through the door. So I didn't know Leeson was in the photograph until I developed the film. Oh, wow. And then Leeson saw the photo and said, oh, wow, that's a great. And it was Leeson that pushed it out. So after that, I, was, I had my camera with me and I was a little bit more confident maybe in using the camera more and more. But it was only. only, From another thing I did, from very early on, I made a very uh, quick decision that I was never going to run home and write down what you know, take notes. A diary. I never ever kept a diary. I wanted the friendship to be real and the friendship something that that was for me and him, and and respect it. So I never. Kept, so I, the photographs came about as a little bit of a visual diary. But I,
0: I think you feel your trust, the trust that he had with you and that you mm. had for him, and the intimacy in those photographs, which mm, is also, yeah. you've also got a great eye, obviously, when you're taking yeah, pictures one, because yeah. you're a painter yourself. Exactly, that is great. The, they are very painterly, actually, the, the pictures yeah, of him. Well, him with his, you know, shaving. But that's
3: me going around first thing in the morning and I'd sit while he was having a shave telling him the gossip of what happened the night before. And he'd shave with his paintbrush every day. And he'd never <laughs> use a mirror. He hated... It. He didn't have mirrors like that. I mean, the, all the, every single painting he has been made by looking in a mirror. Yeah. But, but in the bathroom, there was never a mirror.
0: And for the listeners, you can actually see one of David's pictures as you walk into the exhibition. They, they've done a reproduction on the wall yeah. with the wall text. Yeah. So, um, but I really recommend everyone look at David's pictures because they are truly incredible.
2: Did you ever feel like when you were, like, getting called up or going in, like, oh, I can't be bothered today?
3: Sometimes, yeah, you would do it, you know, because it's every day. Yeah. But... Not often. On the whole, it was remarkable. It was a, remarkable what he was doing, and he was, you know, pushing as hard as he could. Well, mm. it sort of drives you on as well. Mm. Did you um, meet a lot of his family members? Are they popular? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, you'd, slowly you'd meet, you know, since you would meet people, yeah. yeah.
2: I read that he um, had a kind of like estranged relationship with his. Kids, but the way that they would spend a lot of time together is if they sat for him. Yeah, if they sat
3: for him, then they, had, they all had a very good a, a, a friendship up through painting. Right. Lucian put his painting first and he never ever apologized for that. Wow. Um, and, did, it, and,
2: and did you ever feel like there was a, a sadness or like an, an anger about that from family members? Um, that are like, what about us?
3: Possibly, but I wasn't really interested. I mean, I was there as... A, I mean, it was with the him. art that I, that I really wanted to um, concentrate on. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know... I didn't want to get too caught up. I mean, it wasn't for me to get caught up in that yeah, side of yeah, things yeah, anyway. Yeah, it wasn't your business. No, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah.
0: So talking of um, family relationships, there's a painting in this room there of the hotel bedroom. Bedroom with his second wife, his Carol- second wife. Caroline and Blackwood. That is just an extraordinary Amazing.
3: Painting. I mean, it really is so... Tense in, I mean, it's the marriage did not survive, and And you can feel it in this painting. I think. How
2: many marriages did he have? Two. So, this was the second Second marriage, marriage. and after that, he didn't marry every day, but he had a lot of dalliances, yes, that you had to.
3: No, it's his life, nothing to do with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I almost see your connection with him, though, as a kind of relationship. It was because cons- I feel like you were probably one of the longest, because it was like no, 20 No, it was years. just that it
3: was consistent around the studio. It was, okay. it, the, my friendship with Lisa was only around the painting, painting yes. and art and being in the studio. Yeah. So it was consistent, because he painted every single day. Yeah.
2: How many paintings would he be doing at once? About
3: four or five. So he'd have two going in the day and two at at night. And then we'd
2: all have sitters. Yeah. So people would be on their routine of what time they would come. yeah. And how would you organise a studio for each sitting? Because they were obviously
3: in different locations. Yeah, so I'd, be, yeah I'd run around. And make, I'd, you'd put marks on the floor and you'd run around. I what love arra- that. What and the in, in paint. Because yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. The, the paint floor was yeah. completely splattered in paint. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I love yeah. the
3: fact you would know which dots yeah, yeah, you'd get would get really where the chair good at, had yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and incredible.
2: then you'd, so you, your job would be to go in and reposition
3: it for Everything, the next yeah, sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, well, it's hardly taxing, is it? No, I know, but it's just,
2: <laughs> but it's just getting your mind around the fact that, that that session's over. And who would decide that session's over? Lucian yeah. or would it be on a timer? you
3: no, 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 no. It would be a natural timer in that right. he'd start very early in the morning and yeah. then work through to lunchtime and possibly work a little bit after lunch. But he'd always rest in the afternoons uh-huh. and then start a night picture under electric light in the evenings at 6 o'clock. So that would run through to midnight or something.
2: And what do sitters ever get? Frustrated at having to you sit get, for so long. Like, would your, yeah, yourself, you do. Did you ever go like do, go into a weird well,
3: trance? No, you, da- you d- give you time to daydream. Yeah, which is nice. It's a bit of a luxury, I think. Um, he <laughs> was just yeah, the most exactly. amazing company. So, and he's would you be talking throughout then? some of it? Right, not all. It was natural ebbs and flows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of concentrating, and then you just go quiet, and then. But he was the most non-judgmental person I've ever met. So, really? it's very liberating, in that he was totally unsentimental well that's liberating yeah. and he was he would listen to you he was a conversationalist he wanted to hear what you had to say so in a very adult you know he'd take what you said seriously so he treated you with the greatest respect well that's it's rather was, nice, isn't it? Did you ever feel it? like he
2: was looking at you like more than because he's studying you, like he wanted to paint you? Did you feel that vibe? Yes,
3: if you're the if you're the sitter, yeah. if you're the one being painted, yeah. then you the concentration on you goes up times ten. Like you're the the most important person in his life for that ha- time. Yeah, for the and you felt and then like you just switch it off when the painting's finished.
2: Really, oh. like, okay, you can go now. Bye. Yeah. Really, was it as cold like cut it and It can be. That? It
3: can be. I mean, I was always around, so I never. Yeah. Felt it, because I was always there the next day for doing the the studio work. But for some, it might have been quite a strong sort of cut at the end of a painting.
2: So what was it like the first time he asked you
3: to sit uh, So I'd him? met him, I'd known him for six years before he asked. Wow. So and he was you hoping and praying? Was yeah, well, not praying. But I don't, I don't yeah. pray, but I was hoping. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> parenthesis, praying. <laughs> Um, yes, I was hoping that one day he might ask, and he did. He just came out and said, oh, I've got an idea for a big, big canvas. Would you mind sitting?
2: And did you sit naked for this So moment? I said,
3: clothed or unclothed, he went naked. So I went, yeah, all right.
2: What, so what, what, is that, what did that feel <laughs> well, like? Well, you're then? a bit
3: embarrassed. Yes. First day, first, not day, first 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you just get used to it. I mean, it's very private. The studios, like, as I said earlier, the door, studio is always closed.
2: Yeah, it's not a live feed so on Instagram, you, is it? It's it's a bit, no,
3: and it's a very private, safe world. And you're doing it, you're taking your clothes off for a reason, which is for a painting. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a reason behind it.
0: I've always thought people who sit nude are actually really brave. But then you're right, because when we see the paintings finished in a museum, there's loads of people looking at them. Yeah. You kind of feel like, wow, that person was brave. But you're right. I guess it, if you've got an intimate connection with yeah, somebody, it or is even dif- if you don't, well, if it it's is just in
3: It is different when you do then see the, paint, the finished painting in the gallery, yeah. in the museum. You are... You do feel naked, right. do you? You feel yeah, exposed yeah, when yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah. When you see yourself, you're like, oh, okay. I don't hang around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember seeing you at Tate Britain um, when you I'd, I'd seen your your nude by okay. Elysium I saw you about ten minutes later yeah. at the opening of whatever show it was. That was a recent show. A recent at Take show. Britain. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that yeah that and, and awesome. I remember you being a bit sheepish. I was yeah. a bit. I'd like, yeah. just <laughs> seen you completely.
2: Because yeah, it naked. must feel weird that people have you hanging in well, the or in their front room, you with your bits out.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what, can, what can one say? So if we
0: if we go back to this painting, yeah, I was. This is one of the paintings that I found the most incredible. A lot because of the way he uses light in this painting. Like if you look at him in the. In this is called Hotel Bedroom, nineteen
2: fifty-four, and,
3: it, and it's an oil on canvas. And
0: it's in Paris.
3: Yeah. Like. Um, what you do? What I really want to point out is that those earlier works, which are linear, with his this incredible talent of drawing with through line. These paintings now become more. There's more volume in the. You know they're becoming more three-dimensional in a way. Um, and this, in a sense, is the, is the sort of final painting of that very finely painted work. The right. brushes change from here on. Um, and that was
2: because of Francis Bacon.
3: That, yes, because Caroline and Lucian had met Francis and knew Francis by now. And then, for the next 15 years, Lucian saw them. He saw him every single day. So, you knew Francis? I Lincoln? didn't know. Um, I'm later. So oh. they, they, so, did they'd you, did fall- you ever meet him? No, because they'd fallen out by the yeah, time. Was,
2: what is that? So, they had a, a hate, love, friendship?
3: Um, rivalry, or? A little bit of everything. I mean, a few little things happened that, you know, Lisa, Francis really wanted a painting, borrow a painting back, and Lucian didn't lend it. And
2: oh, the, the painting that's in Lucian's collection? Yeah, yeah. Put on, why, why didn't it. they lend it back to Francis? Because. <laughs>
3: because Lucien needed it in his life and said there's nothing more depressing than a nail in a wall. Wow. Uh, looking wow. at a nail in the wall.
0: And in a way, that's a big compliment to, to Bacon. Yeah, but that
3: Bacon but also wanted
2: a kind of around like, him. It's also like saying, like, no, you're not... But
3: I think Lucien th- feels that Francis went off slightly towards the end of his painting career. Okay. Well, an artist would pick that up.
0: Right, right, right.
2: Which, and good. you think Francis was aware that Lucien had that impression of him towards the end? Maybe. Oh, and that's the falling out, because he didn't want to be... And it's then Lucien was yeah.
3: coming up more and more. You know, there is rivalry between There's artists. Right.
2: Yeah, it yeah. always is. Did you ever hang out with Frank Auerbach?
3: Yeah, yeah. Frank would always come round. Lucian thought a great, very, very close to Frank. And they, uh, from every painting, as it was nearly completed, he'd always ask Frank round to have a look, really? what to critique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> every, every. And did he ever
2: say like, not into this one? Lucian? I mean, he'd
3: say, oh, he'd always. Again, I would leave them in the studio on their own because it wow. was their friendship. But, uh, you know, Lucien would tell me afterwards that oh, he didn't think the head was on the shoulder quite right. or He would have another look at it and see if there's something he's missed.
2: Wow. And do you speak to Frank now still? Or?
3: Um, no, he's very private, Frank, and he just does his very... You know, he's more extreme than Lucien was yeah. painting. That You know, he paints his three sitters at these allocated times each the day. The
2: whole of their lives they've been
3: his sitters. yeah, yeah. and he doesn't he doesn't move away from that so no, I, I haven't seen frank for over a year and or something. how
0: about was it influence on you know for this on, like, on your own work
2: like or? the ones of like um Mornington crescent his drawings and paintings yeah yeah, of yeah. like the street scenes yeah yeah because you painted the street scenes yeah yeah, as well. yeah
3: he's there i mean he's one of if for british art frank's one of the greats isn't he indeed yeah um and again it is that you know Repetitively obs- you know, obsessive mm. and observational, and going back and back and back to the same. I mean, Frank takes it to the max.
2: Yeah. He's, he's hardcore. He is hardcore. I just think people are aware he's still alive, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, he is, like and this. still painting. Wow. He must be in his 90s now, surely, right? Nearly. Not wow. quite, but nearly. So something about this room that really
0: struck me is this the kind of psychological intensity of it all, but also, again, the touch. Like, she's touching her face. Eyes. And the eyes, yeah. I think it's so much much personality, it though. In a lot of painting, when you see figurative painting, I often don't necessarily feel something. But when I look at his work, I almost feel how upset she is or, yeah. or how, what he feels, you know? Yeah because there's obviously some shameful. complex thing going on mm. and maybe it's like her how she sees him almost there's some very
2: the d- dialogue you can just d- hear the dialogue well, there's ve- yes
3: there's no he never doesn't give you answers right. in any of the paintings but there is an awful lot of empathy and an awful lot of affinity i think with the sitter yeah i think that's what it comes through isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. he's he's not giving you answers and he's not giving you self knowledge it's just looking and if you're open and honest To yourself and open to what is there, something surprising will come out of Mm it. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. But these three paintings here, I think, show very clearly that the influence of Francis Bacon. You know, when Francis was very much talking about painting what he feels and and putting it all into one loaded brush mark. Mm -hmm. Well, it's less in. Working it out for himself, how he's going to do it. So he changes. 1963. Yeah, and it's the first time we've got them back together again. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is it all from separate collections? Yeah, well, that one on the left. It's called Man's Head, these self portraits. um, That one lives at the National Portrait Gallery. That's at the Whitworth in Manchester. And that third one's a private collection, and that never gets lent.
2: Do you ever take yourself off places to go and see his work um, in, in situ?
3: Sometimes, not. I mean, if they're in certain, certain collections, if I know the, you know who the collectors are, then they invite me round. Yeah. Um, but
2: what do yeah. you what do you sort of feel when you see these paintings? I like
3: really them? really like coming across them again because I never you know I don't get to see them. I only get to see them like when you guys do yeah. now. Right. It's brilliant to come be with them again.
0: I think one of the other things I love, the overarching kind of theme of the show somehow, is a life. And I was thinking a lot about my father when I was in this whole exhibition because my dad died a few years ago. And I was thinking about how you see photographs of when my dad was younger and I was a kid, Mm. and then remembering him as his body was failing on him. And that's what I really took away from this show is like how we are all, you know, on this kind of passage of life. And it was these particular paintings that you mentioned passing of time, exactly. And these particular paintings inspired by Bacon really. Started to make me feel that yeah, it was yeah. almost like the midpoint of the show, yeah, yeah. and then the bruised eye yeah. and that idea of like you know it's obviously a, there's a story behind yeah, it. it Self portrait with a yeah. black
2: eye, 1978.
0: And I think he had an altercation it with a taxi driver. But exactly. so For me, it wasn't even about that narrative. It's about that kind of way your body can change and swell. And, you know, you might have illness or you might have, you know. And it, in paint, it's just the yeah,
2: best yeah. kind of... So you can of see how Jenny Savile was completely inspired by these words because hers is about, like, the bruising and the yeah, swelling. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I look at Sue Tilly, who sat yeah. for him. Uh, uh, what's, what was the title of those um, words?
3: Benefit supervisor yes. resting.
2: Are there any paintings in this show that you have never seen in the flesh yourself?
3: I'd never seen that one before. Really? No. Wow. I knew... You... Man's head.
2: And that's got a do not photograph sign next yeah. to it. That's yeah, a special yeah. one. Right. Man's head self-portrait to 1963, that is. But I
0: do think you can't... It, there's something so special about paint that, that to represent the human body yeah. in the way that he paints. Like... It's
3: about... Yes, and it's... It's just about existing and breathing and a life it's not got a political angle to it it Mm. hasn't got it's just about what it is to be part of Mm. you know have a life i've got an incredible
2: quote here that i don't want to get wrong that i read that just really struck a chord with me that someone asked him why do you always paint women and men or why the women always straight women and why the men always gay men and he said i'm drawn to women by nature and to queers because of their courage yeah I mean, what is that? That's like such an incredible... Well, remember... of that generation Well, quite.
3: And also, you know, where it was illegal to be gay. Yeah. I mean, Francis Bacon was horrified when it was made legal because he thought it was much more exciting. Wow. Well, that's like Quentin Crisp as well, wasn't it? Yeah, they thought thought it much more exciting to be queer and it being illegal.
2: Yeah, be underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it. But what an amazing thing for Lucien Freud, a man of his generation, age two. But that's the thing, Lucien was really that.
3: interested in people and he was really, really interested in everyone's life being its own life. He didn't want to direct it or mm. he just wanted everyone to be themselves and that's right. what so he he was the most humanist, you know, they're real portraits of the twentieth century. Yeah. Yeah. They are
0: and I think in this room, we're now in a room which is um, a lot about the mirror and him looking into mirrors as he paints himself, so kind of the reflection in a mirror. Yeah. But you also, like you're talking about history here, yeah. you think of like Jura or like there's so many classic yeah. paintings oh, Dura, yeah. that you can kind of see in this foliage in um, interior with a plant, yeah. which is a kind of pot plant that must sit with him in the studio. Do you yes. remember this, this work? No, it's before my oh, time, before but I know time. this
3: painting very, very yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but again he did have plants you know it's like having animals around he didn't mm. fuss or or make the animals behave in a certain way he just wanted them to exist and be their own thing and it's the same with plants in the studio would you look after the plants not would that be my, your yeah, mm, or somebody would but they were right. just there you'd water them when they looked like they really needed it right, and yeah, leave yeah. them do their thing never trim them never you know but it's rather nice, you know, and he's... Again, it's like in there, there's the touch, sense of touch with, the, with Caroline touching a cheek. Yes. And he's in a small painting, has his finger in, near his lips. Yes. And here is the sense of, you know, he's listening. He's listening, yeah. And he, to, he told a, a, a really close friend like, who had been... She'd gone travelling for a few months and that was him waiting for the doorbell to ring.
2: Oh, wow. my
0: God,
3: that's so sweet.
0: I also love this idea of almost, like, captivity somehow. Like, as a painter, he kind of didn't obviously go out much. No. And then, apart from at night time, but, but how the company he would spend a lot of time with would be these pot plants. Yeah. And somehow they are alive and living yeah, yeah. in yeah, green. Exactly, and that, exactly. That's what, so that's what. That's so Yeah. because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved he
3: had, it. He had real sensibility to everything, having their own laws and their own... Yes. ..you know, life um, span...
0: And when I saw him with his hand to his ear, I also mm. thought about the noises outside. Because yeah, he must yeah. have thought about the bustling street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the people talking and leading their own lives. And he's Ooh. there dedicating himself to painting. Um, it's just um, such a dedication.
3: There, They are. I mean, again, it's what I was saying earlier. He doesn't give you any answers. He just lets you... Yeah, lets you imagine it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. What does it feel like running his estate now? What, what, does that feel I like you've got a huge responsibility? no, no, no.
3: Because what is... I mean, there isn't... You know, every painting that exists, he... Uh, You know, wanted them to exist because we had a really tight edit all the time. That if there's things he didn't like, we'd physically cut them up. Because he destroyed lots of things. He destroyed things, yeah, yeah. So everything that's out in the world is what he wanted. wanted, And they all live in either museums or in people's collections. So the estate isn't really there. All I do is I manage the copyright. So I can sort of influence what exhibitions happen.
2: And why was he so happy to leave some unfinished? Why did he feel um, like...
3: Sometimes it was that they went so well that he felt, oh, I can't, how can I go on with it? it. It's it just come together so quickly, so well, and he leaves it.
0: It's quite a good example here with these two yeah. paintings because one he didn't finish deliberately. Yeah.
3: and I don't know which came first. Right. Like, it wouldn't, wouldn't work in the sense that that's a preparatory sketch for that. Right, right, know? right. Um, this one lives at the Thyssen in, in I loved
0: that image as well of him kind of like looking down in the mirror. Yeah. And he's this very imposing father figure with mm. these two children and the... Yeah,
3: two of his own children. Lower left hand um, side. He always had this Egyptian book around in his studio the whole time. Right. And I don't know if it's... it's anyway, it's just Lucian making a painting come to life. But I don't know if it is because of like it, with Egyptian art where you, where very they're flat surface. Sort of, yeah, yeah. And they sort of run along. You read them in a flat... In, you know, as a flat surface. Yeah. Or so whether it's just that, um, it's just Lucy making a painting come, come alive. Wow.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I heard one of his children say that she wasn't even sure if it was um, meant to be like necessarily a portrait of them. It was more a way to finish the painting yeah, or something fa- the painting required. Yeah, exactly. And she didn't even mind that. If yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> was what the really painting, fascinating. Yeah. yeah.
2: So what's happening with David Dawson now? What's, what's the life of David Dawson like now? The show has been opened. How's it's your good. art going? Good. Yeah, so yeah. what's coming up for you?
3: Um, I'm in conversation I have one or two people that look, come to look at my paintings the yeah. the gallerists and they talk very constructively and critically in a good way yeah. and that's, as far, that's where we're at
0: I, I also found it interesting when Lucien died he, and he left you the house and the studio yeah. and everything it was almost like he was saying to you like now is your time because exactly. you'd no, given up exact... so much of yourself and yeah. also learnt for so long yeah, yeah, yeah. and then now it was your time to do it yeah. and luckily you've got his discipline I've got the second second half <laughs> of my discipline. life I can go for it yeah, which exactly. I am doing yeah, yeah. no it's great yeah,
3: it's so we
2: ask every guest that comes on, David, yeah. uh, two questions, yeah. very, very hard, tough questions. The first one is, if you could perform an art heist, you could steal any work of art in the world, legally, Ooh. and you could keep it with you, Ooh. what would that be and why?
3: Oh, I wish you would give me a bit of warning on that. No, no warning. <laughs> oh, there's too many to choose from. So give us a selection. What's the
2: first thing that's pinging into your head? Cezanne. Which one?
3: Any of the Mont Saint-Bitois, Mountain.
2: Have you seen him in the flesh?
3: Yes. Where did you say oh, that? Oh, hang on. What, oh, God, that's just too many good things to think about. Damn, I wish you would give me five minutes' notice. is great? Well,
2: we can ask you the next question. You can you <laughs> still ponder this question. Yeah. The other question we ask everyone is...
0: Yeah. What is your favourite colour?
3: Oh, well, one colour doesn't work on its own. It needs to balance off to another one.
2: Good. But what's a, what, a selection of colours? That you a not answer to? That's
3: yeah. a painting. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One colour on its own neutralises it, so it doesn't mean anything. It's when it comes alive to, a next, to another colour. So, a spectrum. So,
0: the combination of colours and how they yeah, make talk each other to each come other. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. And actually, I love that in these. Bryce Marden's are...
3: good at doing monochrome paintings. Yes.
2: Yes. But that's about the reaction of one colour to the other. Yeah. So, there they would never be a solid.
3: I think maybe one or two. No, they're, uh, ge- no. Yeah.
2: they're graded with exactly. like panels or.
3: I actually
0: really like the nighttime paintings by Lucien for yeah. that exact reason. Because, well, because I think the, the way that he uses well. different colours to yeah. create that energy of the fake light. Yeah. Just and that's him in there. That's, that's, that's still his, a self-portrait. Yeah, it's his, yes. shadow. It's his shadow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Just bring, I brought this room in because I just felt it live. You know, it just changed the rhythm yeah. of the exhibition. So in that I painting... I in Dublin. Yes. In the, the, those two little that. canvases leaning up against the wall in the painting are self recognisably uh, self-portraits. Yeah and then in this portrait the the two feet <laughs> in the top right hand corner oh, are, Lu- are lucian's feet and in this painting of his son Freddie, there's lucian reflecting in the night
0: i love that grass. you see his hand painting yeah yeah and and then his shadow in and the then painting the shadow, of floor yeah. with blue toenails which is like and, such and a i love the shadow title.
3: being you know it's just like I see it as a shadow that's just disappearing. It's just there, yeah. and he's given all the life to her. To her, yeah. That's... Yeah,
0: yeah. Because it's an incredibly vulnerable position in a way yeah. to be totally naked on a bed, but she feels very strong and powerful in that painting. Yeah. I think. And then
2: we're now walking towards a full naked self-portrait of Lucian with a palette and a brush, and he's wearing two boots with no laces in. Yeah. And this was this one the ones the one the only ones he's painted with his actual piece like. Penis in view, or <laughs> yeah, his yeah. naked body. Because yeah. he painted everyone else naked, but he only painted himself naked once. Yeah, uh, all the self-portraits. Why do you think that is?
3: Um, oh, that's another question I can't answer. Okay, it's
0: probably quite a hard thing though to have to face yourself. And I it think is a remarkable. I mean, I think
3: that's one of the great paintings of the twentieth century. Yeah, exactly. Was I was going to say. I think one. that will be there for. And forever. everyone thinks it's a much bigger painting in their mind, and then when they come the and see it, and then when they see it, it's oh, it's I didn't know was yeah. that small. You're talking about the painting, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, I'm sorry. laughs> what? Um,
0: yeah, and oh, then this
2: is phenomenal. So. This is this is the most powerful one from the, yeah, the from the flyer. This is like the work. This mid, is that's
3: midlife staring eyeball reflection him at self-portrait, old 1985,
2: life. oil and canvas.
0: I love that painting. Actually, there's a painting here from 2002, which is a self-portrait reflection, and he's almost like just becoming paint. You kind of see the mm. background, and yes. the wall is so like paint-laden. Yeah. But it doesn't. I don't remember it from even when we visited the studio or seen photographs of the studio. It's way heavier and thicker. Mm. But with his nose and his eyes and his forehead, it's almost I mean, like they're becoming one thing. I know it's fantastic. It's isn't an it? extraordinary painting. It is. Yeah.
2: Well, this show is just an absolute masterpiece in its curatorial sense. It's just an absolutely beautiful show. Do you feel incredibly proud?
3: Yes. But, you know, Lisa's done all the work and mm. just pulled it together. I knew the work very, very well. So I, had a, I, I felt I knew what it was I was looking for. Mm. So I knew because, and that helped me, mm. knowing the work really, really well, and then just getting people to help acquire them. And on the whole, we've done a pretty good job, I think.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. How long is this show on for?
3: Uh, Till the end of January. And then it goes to Boston. Oh, it's touring. MFA in Boston. Wow. But it's a show I don't think that we'll ever do again. Wow, right. I, mean, I don't really see it. Yeah, so I really recommend it, again, so. everyone
0: listening if you're in the UK or even if you want to travel to the UK, do make the effort. I think you have to get time tickets to see it, which is actually a great thing. It's yeah. a great device in a way because yeah. it means when you do go in, you, you don't just have crowds kraut and crowds and crowds of people. Yes, it's yes, very yes. busy, yeah. but it's 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 you do get space with the paintings. Yeah. And there is something so incredibly powerful about seeing so many self-portraits in this journey of a lifetime. Um, and one of the things right at the end of his life was he was doing a portrait for four years of you with yeah. um, with Eli, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I've got a few questions about that. One was yeah. how on earth did Eli manage to rest and chill there? Was, was he happy to do that?
3: Yeah, because he's done it all his life. Ah. Eli, since he was a puppy, has been a sitter for paintings. Amazing. So, so and he, you know, whippets do like... Being close to you right. and lying, you know, so you give him a quick run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just comes in. And, and like the studio is always yeah. really warm because you, you know, you don't have any clothes on. So the studio was Oh, it was. Warm. They kept it warm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But
2: yeah. well, that's why all the doors are kept closed as well, yeah. I guess, to keep the warmth in. <laughs>
3: Quiet.
0: <laughs> so you, you were actually his last um, human yeah, subject. Yeah. And
3: Elo is his last. Yeah. Animal. Where's well, that um, painting then that didn't get finished before? Um in the States, in, in the, the States. collection. Yeah. In the collection in the US.
2: Maybe you should do a David Dawson show no, of the nine paintings, mm-hmm. get them all the six, seven, or eight, whatever it is. And the yeah. etching. Get them all, and the in, <laughs> the get all, them all together yeah. and do a show for oh, you. Maybe we remember. should organise that. Okay. <laughs> 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 Maybe we should be looking after your estate. Oh.
0: Yeah. Um so what does it how how do you feel about that last painting?
3: I haven't seen I you know, I haven't seen, I want to see it again. Um it was an amazing journey to watch you know ticking Cause it was and then 2 weeks after he put his brush down you know he died it was a yeah. very quiet ending in that was sense you there at the end? yeah wow um but he was at home so it's you know it was, it was as good as it can be he did say at least he did say oh god it's such an inconvenience this dying thing did he <laughs> just gets in the way doesn't it <laughs>
0: I read a quote somewhere that he was like <laughs> he wanted he wanted to be there at the end almost like he pretty much well painting. he pretty much was, and, he pretty much was yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a beautiful film that you made and also yeah, some yeah. photographs yeah, yeah. of the of the last day yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I didn't know it was the last day but it was No exactly yeah but it's an incredible Yeah, yeah it is actually. short film yeah. Um and I thought it really captured that time in his life, but also your intimacy with yeah. him. Yeah, like yeah. you're chatting to each other, he's trying to put the painting easel up so it could go higher oh. and it jams and David's chatting to him. And I just found it incredibly moving. moving.
3: It's the thing though, if you you know, it's because he spent so many hours every single day of his life painting, it's a thing that stayed with him more than anything. Right, right to the end.
0: Yeah.
3: And what is the remarkable about Lu Soon is that you know, he did have a wild life and, you know, almost like he lived 10 lives in one life. But from really early on, and you can see it in this exhibition, he always came back into the studio and did these very, very complete, closed paintings, portraits. They're complete in themselves. Yeah. Right from the very early, you know, that very early drawing. Yeah. And he, he did that all his life, but he'd also have this wild life out in London well I heard
0: it described because it's almost like kind of athletic the way you have to be able to paint for so many hours yeah, yeah. all the way through the day if you do day and That's night paintings, some yeah. artists must just get exhausted from doing mm. like I don't know four hours painting let alone the hours he was doing mm. but then the adrenaline I heard yeah, yeah. David actually compare it before to being an actor and to being on stage with that high you have yeah, yeah. after being on stage or a musician or something where yeah. you're performing so at night time he used to go out yeah. and he would gamble and he yeah. would like go to the ivy or go to these restaurants yeah, yeah. did you used to go with him yeah. yeah. yeah Mr
3: yeah.
2: Walsey every night, didn't you?
3: Walsley. Yeah, Walsey. Yeah. Which
2: is opposite where we are now at the RA. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Did he ever critique your work?
3: Uh, well he's you see this is a, his brilliance that he would say so much but not it would be wrong for him to say too much because mm-hmm. then as an artist he'd be influenced by what he said. Oh interesting. So he's there's you know he's he, he the way he used his intelligence I thought was a, uh, remarkable. So he would encourage but not over encourage and not over emphasize anything because mm-hmm. then it's it's false, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you would listen, you know you'd end up being swayed. being swayed by yeah. what he says, and yes. that's not what an artist is. Because you well, have to you have to find it yourself. Your
2: it, yeah.
0: And I think you feel yeah. the kind of emotional intelligence in in him as a human in these. Words, yeah, oh, completely. And that is completely. probably what their greatest power is. Yeah, actually. Yeah. and I think I came away with a sense of him having way more empathy than the myth of him, because I never met him. Yeah, and yeah. I've always seen him as this very strong, you know, patriarchal kind of figure in painting or something. Traditional, think, Traditional yeah. in a way, yeah. yeah, all those things. But actually, having left this show, I feel that he He's was constantly questioning, mm. constantly um, kind of interrogating not only painting, but himself and also the way that he... Um, through having to dedicate himself to his painting mm. affected and maybe hurt others and that how that made him feel and, and also how it made them feel. But mm. it's a really complicated thing and I, I, I left feeling with a much more sort of empathetic, I don't know what the word is, but I feel more, I feel a yeah, yeah. kind of love for him actually. Yeah,
3: and myself. I think what he was asking himself all the way through from very early on was, is this plausible? Is this a plausible work of art? Is just do I, you know? So it's about an attitude and a regard to his own work mm. asking those questions he liked
2: his own work didn't he
3: mm, yes but not it's not quite what it is about if you're an artist you don't it's not about if you like it or not mm-hmm. it's whether or not it's plausible or if it's real to him and yeah. if it's 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 got any merit that that it will survive
2: have you taken that into your own work at all i hope so do you like your own work?
3: Yes, some of it. Mm-hmm. I certainly like the attitude I pull into it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can learn from.
2: Where can we see your work if we want to see your work?
3: Instagram at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And what is your Instagram? <laughs> a great what is your Instagram? <laughs> is it? David Eli Dawson. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Amazing.
0: And what do you think success was for him and what is success for you?
3: Success for him is trying to make the greatest painting he possibly could, and I'm pretty much. I'd like to. Yeah, that rings true to me. Definitely. Yeah, it's keep it. You know, that's any artist that in th- of interest. I think it's about their work more than anything. I think
0: you feel that right at the end of the show, with that painting of him with the easel, naked mm. in his boots,
3: no in the yes. studio, which I mean, was his yeah. home
0: for such a long time. Mm. I think it's you everything feel that stripped he back. Did, he did it. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that, that painting is a truly remarkable painting. I think it is. I last. think it.
3: Yeah, I think it is yeah. one of. The, I really do now think it is one of the great paintings of the 20th century. Yeah, me too. Amazing. Uh,
2: David
0: Dawson, thank, thank, you so thank you so much for
2: the Have you thought of that painting up. yet, though? Have you yeah, been racking your brain about your eye, 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 eye heist? If it wasn't Cezanne. Oh. What's your, touch, what's your <laughs> touchstone artwork? Somewhere where you always, if you go to the country, you always make sure you see it.
3: Oh, it runs through many, ch- yeah. always having books open, but Cezanne and de Kooning, yeah, uh, sort de Kooning. Of, are sort of there so the, all the you time. You always look
2: at de Kooning's work when you're looking at the American Our artists. Frank Auerbach,
3: yeah. you know, it's they're always around. And Lucy in the studio always had, a couple of art books just open just so they catch your eye. Mm-hmm. You don't sort of study them, mm-hmm. but it just reminds you what great art is. Wow, it's like in
0: the subconscious or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Peripheral. It's just, and it's all the Yeah, stories. yeah, all that's genius. Just yeah, remind yeah. you, just remind you. Well, that's what really
3: good painting is. Interesting. So it's a good tip to have a couple of art books open. Have peripheral genius just there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you it's been a so much. Um, and for everyone listening, we'll be posting images um, of all the artworks we've discussed today. And of course, we didn't get to discuss every single artwork in this show, but we would love you to see it. And if not, if you don't get to travel here and see it, there is an amazing new book um, called Lucian Freud, The Self-Portraits, which is available from the Royal Academy, I think on their website as well, mm-hmm. um, or their shop, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be back very soon. Yes, big laugh. Thank Thanks you Thanks so for much. listening. Thank Thanks. you, David. Thank you. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks
1: for listening.